in the opening, I had a fear with all those selfies made, with those smiles on your faces that I seldom see when I'm preaching, and I'm sure David seldom sees when he's leaving in worship. And I was just thinking, man, if we have some visitors come because of those selfies, we better make sure we're not bald-faced liars, and we better make sure we have a blast in the house of the Lord today. Amen. So if you're ready, have a blast. Give a great big old clap offering to the Lord and say, I am. And I'm going to tell you, us having a blast don't have to be worked up. Us having a blast can be sent down. Exciting Southeast, we can have a blast, number one, because the salvation of the Lord. I mean, we can have a blast if you've been saved and you're no longer on a wide road that leads to destruction and you're now on a narrow road that leads to life. You ought to be having a blast in your walk with Christ. I mean, a blast because our salvation in the Lord. Have you ever thought about the cost part of salvation? I said the cost part of salvation, for it's by grace grace through faith that you've been saved and it's that not of yourselves it is a say it with me gift say it with me gift say it with me it is a gift of God I've never had to buy one gift that was given to me it was free but the people that give me a gift it costs them something and when I talk about the cost part of salvation I'm having a blast because it's a gift to me it costs me nothing but it we wasn't purchased with corruptible things such as silver and gold but with the precious blood of Christ when it comes to the cost part of it I can worship and praise God because all Although it didn't cost me nothing, it cost him his very only life's blood. Come on, we can have a blast because the cost part of salvation. But listen to this. We can have a blast because the cancel part of salvation. You say the cancel part. My debt was canceled, my dear friends. When death was arrested and I got saved, my debt was canceled. You sinned and you fall short of the glory of God. And when you come to Jesus and you confess that sin... He's faithful and just to forgive you of that sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I don't know about you, but I'm having a blast knowing one Tuesday morning my sins got cast as far as the east is from the west. My sins got cast in the depths of the sea and my God remembers them no more. I'm having a blast because of the cost part of salvation. I'm having a blast because of the cancel part of salvation. But I'm having a blast because of the cup part of salvation. See, when I say the cup part of salvation, my Bible says in Psalms 23, my Lord, the great shepherd, prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Then it says he anoints my head with oil, and then he tells me my what? My cup runs over. So you think you're all doing good when negative Nancy says, I think the cup's half empty. And you think you're doing good. You say, well, I think the cup's half full. I'm doing real good because my cup ain't no half to it. It's running over because the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus come that I could have life and have it more abundantly. Get rid of your half cup because if you're saved, your cup ought to be running over. Whoa! But listen, I have a blast because the salvation of the Lord, the cost part of it cost me nothing. The cancel part of it, my sins got cast in the depths of the sea. The cup part of it, I don't have to worry about a half cup. Mine runs over. But look here, 
I can have a blast in my salvation because the cancel or because of the continuation part. See, Jesus said, Miss Bonnie, I am the resurrection and the life. And he who believes in me, though he may die physically, he shall live. Have you ever thought about the continuation part of your salvation? Come on, Miss Georgia. Cancer took Mr. Ray's life, but heaven's got his soul. Come on, ladies. Your husband's cancer took their life, but I got good news for you. That was just the beginning. Heaven has their soul. I've got a nephew one day that a car wreck took his life, brother, but heaven's got his soul. I got an uncle that died of leukemia, and listen, it took his life here on earth, but I'm here to tell you, heaven's got his soul. Have you lost a loved one to a heart attack, to cancer, to a car wreck? Well, I got news for you. If they was saved, born again, they're having a blast up in heaven because even though something took their life down here, heaven has their soul. Come on now. You're going to have a blast with me today? I'm going to have one with, with, with or without you. We can have a blast because of the salvation of the Lord. But look here, number two. We can have a blast because the Scripture's from the Lord. Aren't you glad He gave us a love letter? John chapter 5 says, Search the Scriptures front to back. In them you think you have eternal life. These are they which testify of me. The Hebrew writer said, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. You know what that means? That means no matter where you open the pages of the Bible, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, leaps off of them. Come on. In Genesis, He's the Creator. In Exodus, He's the Passover Lamb. In Leviticus, He's the scapegoat. In Number, He's God's cure for snake bite. In Deuteronomy, He's the great lawgiver. In Joshua, He's the land flowing with milk and honey. Come on. It don't matter where you open them. In Judges, He's the judge of all the world. In Ruth, He's the kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, have you not read that? He's the stone that's taken down Goliath. In First and Second Kings, He's the fire that falls on Mount Carmel. In First and Second Chronicles, are you listening to me? He's the greatest history teacher that ever taught history. Listen to me. In Ezra, He's the one rebuilding the temple. In Nehemiah, He's the one standing up the walls. In e Esther, He's the one restoring the Jews. Come on. Look at Job. He's the friend that sticks closer in a brother. In Psalms, He's my prison help in the time of trouble. In Proverbs, He's my wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, He's what we need more of. You say, what's that? Street preachers. Listen, in Song of Solomon, He's what you women love. He's the great lover. Are you with me here this morning? Listen to me. In the book of Isaiah, He's the prince of all the prophets. In the book of Jeremiah, He's the one that knows the plans He has for each one of you individually. In the book of Lamentation, He is the weeping prophet. Look at me in Ezekiel. He's the one giving life back to dead bones. And in Daniel, He's the one walking 
the four, three Hebrew boys through the fiery furnace. And listen, and Hosea, he's the great forgiving husband. And in the minor prophets, he's the one that jumps off the pages with a major, major message. And then we go from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In Matthew, he's the king of kings. In Mark, he's the suffering servant. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of the living God. How about in Acts, he's the rushing mighty wind on the day of Pentecost. How about in Romans, he's the dynamite of the gospel. How about first and second Corinthians? He's the one that pulls the stinger out of death and asks grave, hey, where's your victory, boy? Come on. And listen here in Galatians, he's the fruit of the spirit. In Ephesians, he's the whole armor of God. In Philippians, he's my joy. In Colossians, he's the one disarmed the devil. Listen in first Thessalonians, first and second Thessalonians, unless you don't know that one's in there. He's the king coming on a cloud. In first and second Timothy, he's the rewarder of the faithful. And in Titus, he's our blessed hope. In Philemon, he's the God of second chances and fresh starts. Oh, listen to me, dear friends. In Hebrews, he's the one that promised he'll never leave nor forsake us. In James, he's pure and undefiled religion. In first and Peter, second Peter, he says, hey, I'm the one you can cast your cares upon because I care for you. First, second, third John, he's our blessed assurance. And in Jude, he's the one that's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before God that day. In the book of Revelation, whoa, he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. And us cowboys like this, he's the one who's straddled a white horse leading the armies back to man. Whoa! You don't ever open them. What a blast we could have in the Scriptures. You know, Truett has a blast nowadays. When we go saddle horses, he used to have a blast gathering the cattle. He's just three. His attention span is short. Now when we're trying to get cattle in, we're trying to hurry. He says, Pass Paul, let's look for clues. I said, clues for what? He'd say, well, here's a top of one of those needles. That's a clue. We must have given a cow shot here. Not bad for a three-year-old. We're riding across there one day wanting to gather cattle. He said, Pass Paul, let's look for clues. He exited down through one of the little old draws and he found a bone. He said, Pass Paul, there's a bone. That's a clue. One of our cows has died. Huh? But the latest one, he walked through the barn. He picked up a little piece of a horse's hoof that had been trimmed off. And he said, Pass Paul, I found a clue. I said, what's that a clue of? He said, listen, Hank's been here. That's our horseshoer. He's been here. Look here. Listen to me. Druid has a blast looking for clues to see what's been here. I'm telling you, it ought to be a blast for us to look through the Bible for God give us Jesus Christ jumps off every pages and he gives you and he gives me clues that will get us through a complicated life amen we ought to have a blast just as true it does looking for clues looking for Jesus and the clues of life in the scriptures amen I'm going to have a blast with or without you. Look here. I'm having a blast because of the salvation of the Lord. I can have a blast because of the scriptures of the Lord. But I can have a blast because of service to the Lord. You know, Jesus came, Curtis, to be served? Absolutely not. He didn't come to be served. But the scripture says, rather, He come to serve. 
and lay his life down a ransom for many. Look up here. You ought to be excited to serve the Lord. Because when you're serving the Lord for the glory of God and the kingdom of God, there will never be a time you're more like Jesus because you come to serve, not to be served. Don't you think it's high time that grace that's appeared to all men bringing salvation, the same grace that teaches us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust, the same grace that teaches us to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. And why he's teaching that, he tells us to look for the blessed hope and the great appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed. Listen to this. And purify for himself his his own special people. Listen to this. Zealous, excited for good works. Now let me ask you something. You run on to a college football player. Say, about two weeks ago on a Monday. You run on to an Oklahoma Sooner. You think his attitude, if you ask him, what are you going to do Saturday? Oh, I gotta go down there to Texas. I gotta play ball. Think that'd be his attitude? What are you gonna do Saturday? I get to get on the field. And I get to play for one of the greatest universities. And not only do I get to play for one of the greatest universities, I play one of the greatest universities. And we're gonna fight it out on the field. You think he'd have said Monday, I gotta go play football? Uh uh. I'm gonna tell you, he had a zeal. He had a zeal to get on that field to fight, to sweat, to claw, to victory. Uh, listen, I've been at Guthrie all weekend. Listen to me. You think you ask them kiddos and them, them pros that come in there, you think if you ask them first this week, what are you going to do Saturday? Well, I've got to go to Guthrie and rope for 10000 Man, I get to go to Guthrie. They're adding money. It's a 100% payback. And I'm going to tell you, I can't wait to get there because it's going to be a knife fight. It's going to be a gunfight. I've been working all this time because I get to go there and rope and I'm going to fight and I'm going to claw. I can do everything I can to tie a calf fast so I can go to the winter circle. Do you think? And here we are at the church. What are you doing Sunday? i got to go to church. Huh? No, you get to go to church. I want exciting Southeast Baptist to have a blast serving the Lord. So no more do I want somebody to ask you, what are you doing Sunday? And you say, I gotta go to nursery. Say, I get to go to nursery. I don't want anybody to ask somebody from exciting Southeast, what are you doing Wednesday night? Oh, I gotta cook. Uh uh-uh, uh, no more. I get to cook for the saints of God. Come on. I don't want anybody saying on a Sunday night, what are you gonna do? I gotta go to prayer no meeting. No, you don't gotta go to prayer meeting. You get to go to prayer meeting. You get to carry your friends that sick and hurting and lost to the throne room of grace. Come on, teachers. I don't got to teach. You get to teach the holy, inspired, infallible Word of God. That's a privilege. That ain't something that y'all to dread doing. I'm here to tell you, I don't got to go preach. I get to go preach when God calls me. And let me tell you what I'm doing. I am fighting. I am clawing for the souls that's hell bound, that they might be saved, that they might escape hell, and they might make heaven. Listen to me this morning you don't gotta do it you get to do it you get to be a tool in the hands of almighty God to see people saved and lives changed amen you ought to have a blast because of the salvation of the Lord 
You ought to have a blast because of the Scriptures. They got the clues, folks, to get us through life. You ought to have a blast serving the Lord. Tell you something else. You ought to have a blast because of the sovereignty of the Lord. And he's just flat in control. Do you realize that? Don't hit the panic button. I mean, look here. We get the news of Israel. Didn't catch God off guard. And I've said it before and I'm going to tell you again. Things occur to you. Nothing's ever occurred to God. He's got this. He is a sovereign God. And I'm here to tell you, when we call upon Him, He will show us great and mighty things we know not of. I'm telling you, when we call upon Him, He will do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask. I hope you'll come back to prayer meeting tonight. Wednesday, two Wednesdays ago at Telequal, I'd heard two testimonies of drug addicts. I mean, amazing testimonies. So God laid on my heart in that prayer meeting. Number one, if you're here tonight and you need prayer, you get up here. We want to pray for you. But when you come, you remember what you come up here needing prayer for, and you see if your brothers' and sisters' prayer requests don't get granted this week. How many times do we come to the altar and, and we're hurting, but we don't even know what was prayed for? We don't even, Come on. Then secondly, because of those two addicts and their great testimonies, I said, I, I said, I want us to pray for our drug addicts, our alcohol addicts, our pornography addicts. I just want us to pray for addicts tonight that God would begin to deliver them. And I hope you'll come back because you get to tonight to carry those kind of people to the throne room. That is a privilege. You with me? But I said, remember who you prayed for. Remember what you asked God as you pray for the addicts. And look here. I knelt down in that altar at Telequal. And I began to pray for the addicts, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography. But here's what I prayed. God, I'm a preacher now. And I get to preach to some pretty big crowds, and there's lost people in them. But God, since I've been a preacher... I don't quite have the fish in the pond that I used to. Man, when I got first got saved, it wasn't more fish in the pond. It was like there was, there was pond in a fish. There was so many of my lost friends. Are you with me? But when I knelt down Wednesday night, I said, God, I need you to send somebody across my path. Me being a pre, you don't know how privileged you are working in a secular place. You know why? You got opportunity. You got lost people all around you. And now my 20 years of pastor, Sometimes they don't cross my path quite like they used to. So I'm praying for the druggies. I'm praying for the addicts. And I ask specifically, Lincoln, God, let one of them cross my path. God, give me somebody to win to Jesus. And Lord, help me remember what I ask you before I get up. Boy, how quick we forget. Kelly, on Thursday, you sent me a text. And her text read, Justin Twist had called and requested marriage counseling. Requested. And when I read that text, I thought, well, there's a couple of problems. I don't like to be requested. Come on, you don't either. You like to be asked. And secondly, I don't have a clue who you are, who he is. I text Kelly back. I said, does he go to our church? And look here. She says, I don't know. 
I said, I don't know him. Now, listen here. She done a little investigating because here in a moment I got a text back that says he's friends with you and Johnny Johnston on Facebook. That's all my investigation showed. And so I'm trying to think, who is this guy that is requesting marriage counselor for me? Hey, Rob. Last night you prayed for something. Boy, they began to whisper in my heart. Hey, Rob, last night you asked me to send somebody in your path. I quit worrying about who he was, and I dialed his number. And when he got on the other end of the phone, he said, Man, my life's falling apart. I've got some struggles. Got some addictions. I said, Why would you call me? He said, Because I knew you'd tell me the truth. And I said, and The truth is you need Jesus. I said, Man, we got a men's retreat. Starts tomorrow night. He said, man, I will be there. You know how many times I'm told somebody will be there? But I'm going to tell you, Friday night, he walked in. And before we ever got in there and played one song, and before they ever preached one part of the message, you know what I got to do? I got to share the Word of God with him, and I got to lead him to faith in Christ Jesus at the dinner table at a men's retreat. Huh? I'm going to tell you what. If we'll just ask God, he's a sovereign God, and he'll put somebody in our path. And Dave, I love the testimony because after, I don't know how many enjoyed Kenny Evans. I enjoyed Kenny Evans. but And there's some of you enjoyed Kenny Evans because they said we had a packed house Sunday night. But look here. Trey, he's always got these ideas. He comes to me. He said, Dad, I got an idea for the Roundup for Jesus Rodeo at Locust Grove. I said, what's your idea, Trey? He said, I'm telling you, we ought to have Wild Horse Ministries come on a Wednesday night, and we ought to have a prayer time, and we ought to do what we done last year. And Thursday night, we ought to get Kenny Evans to come, and we ought to get him to do a country-slash-gospel testimony and kick off the, the night before the rodeo of this country song. He said, we draw a great big crowd. He shares his testimony, and then we just do Friday and Saturday the rodeo. He said, man, I just think that would be a good idea. I brought that to the staff on Monday. I said, Trey thinks that'd be a great idea. I'm not against that, but I can probably tell you this. Kenny Evans is probably booked out well over a year in advance. But listen, on Monday, before Kenny Evans would leave on Tuesday morning, Trey wanted to feed him down at his hangar. Listen, cooked him some steaks, invited David, invited me, invited the Clarks. And I'm trying to tell him the Clarks are not on staff. Quit inviting them, and they eat too much. So we show up at the hangar. I'm preaching revival, so all I can really do is just come by, say a word to Kenny, say a word to them, and then I've got to go. But when I get there, Dave comes to me. He said, hey, I talked to Kenny, and listen to this. Today, today, where he was scheduled to be on Mother's Day weekend, called him and canceled because they've had a problem with the pastor and the church there. And so they called today and canceled. Listen to me. I'm having a blast serving the Lord because there's times when we don't know how to schedule things. We don't know how to find lost people. And we can just call upon a God and He'll just by His sovereignty begin to line up great and mighty things that we know not of. Things that are exceedingly abundantly above what we could even think or ask. We ought to just give the Lord a great big clap offering because He is a sovereign God.
But look here, we ought to be having a blast at Exciting Southeast Baptist because of souls for the Lord. You know how many churches never see a soul saved for Jesus? And folks, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be one of those churches. I want to be made up of a bunch of soul winners. And you ought to too. And you know how blessed we are in the last seven days we've seen six people saved? I preach revival. I've seen numbers of people saved this week. I was at Guthrie. Marty, I got there Friday because of a funeral. Look, I got there Saturday because of a funeral Friday. And I got there, and, and it's Believer's Arena. Rob always speaks at him. I got there Friday, and somebody says, You filling in for Marty today? I said, Either I'm filling in him for him today, or he filled in for me yesterday, and he's filling in for me tomorrow. I said, Yeah, you're right. Maybe I am the fill-in. And then I looked at him, I said, really, we're just a team that uh, we run a dual quarterback threat. We never know which one God's going to send in. Look here. Listen to me. Soul saved. We ought to be having a blast. Let me tell you why. Listen to me closely. In Luke chapter 15, the man's got a hundred sheep and one's lost. And he says, who wouldn't leave the 99 to go find the lost? And when he finds it, he lifts it up. He puts it on his shoulder and he brings it back rejoicing. And when he gets back, what does he do? He calls his friends and neighbors and says what? Rejoice with me because that which was lost is now found. And he said, and that's what they do. And Jesus says, likewise, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents. Are you with me? Than the 99 who don't need repentance. And as if we didn't get that, he says, and now, let me give you another one. There's a lady. She lost a piece of silver. She lost one of her coins. And she tears her house up. Ladies, you ever been there? You've lost something. You've tore your house up looking for it. I mean, you've moved everything. You're sweeping. And man, there it is. And she reaches down and she found that which was lost. And she called her neighbors. She said, man, that piece of coin, that piece of silver that was lost, I found it. And I'm rejoicing. Wouldn't you want to rejoice with me and the neighbors say hey yeah we would he says likewise in the presence of the angels there's more joy over a one sinner who repents I want you to look at me I want you to listen to me Friday night before we ever moved into the sanctuary I'm going to tell you what they're doing in heaven they're having a blast because there was a soul that was saved we moved into the sanctuary we preached the word of God we worship God can he give an invitation two more come up there and let me tell you we was having a blast there but there's also having a blast in heaven over sinners who repented let me tell you something last Sunday morning Danny Newton come and give his life to Jesus we had had a blast in the house of God but there was a blast being heaven in heaven over one sinner that repents we come together Sunday night listen to me and two precious souls are saved while you was having a blast listen to the music are you with me they was having a blast in heaven over souls that was saved listen to me the more souls we win the bigger blast they have in heaven and the bigger blast we can have down here we ought to just thank the lord that he gives us souls to save but then look here it's my last point we ought to be having a blast because of the second coming of the lord paul wrote about it he said in a moment in a twinkling of the eye That's what he said to the church at Corinth. He's coming back. The church at Thessalonica, he said, it's going to happen. There's going to be the shout, the trump of God, and the voice of the archangel. That's what Paul said. 
Peter said, it's going to happen like a thief in the night. But Jesus says, I go to prepare a place, and if I go to prepare a place, I love that, that, that Paul said it. That's good enough for me. I love that Peter said it, and that's good enough for me. But you talk about some icing on the cake. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, listen here, I will come again. That where I am, you may be also. Three times in the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ Himself interrupts the angel and John and says, I come quickly, I come quickly, I come quickly. Look here and listen to me. I don't have a TV. I've been told a little bit what's going on in Israel. And you've probably been told, keep your eyes on Israel. My Bible don't say that. It says pray for them. My Bible says look unto Jesus. My Bible says I will lift my eyes unto the hills. And we got all kinds of people that's full of fear and anxiety because they're watching over there. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. I don't get caught up in all the things that's going on in this world because I know how this thing ends. I'm just going to keep having a blast in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they tell me that, 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 that Israel's being attacked and I'm praying for them. That's Psalms 122 that tells us to. Are you listening to me? I'm not some great prophetic preacher. People get hooked up on prophet, prof, prophetical messages. All prophetical messages should do is get your hands to the plow and your nose to the grind. That's why we know. Are you with me? Look here. Well, when's that going to be? Well, I want you to look up here and I want you to listen. I'm going to put it in a nutshell because I'm not John Hagee. I can't break prophecy down like him. Let me tell you what's going to happen. One of these days, somebody's going to take a bite out of the apple of God's eye. And in case you don't believe in security of the believer, Israel has forsaken him over and over and over and over and over again. And you don't believe in the security of the believer? Guess who's still the apple of his eye? The ones that kept forsaking him. We've got a faithful God. That does my heart good. And one of these days, somebody's going to take a bite out of the apple of God's eyes. That's Israel. And when he does... God the Father's going to look at Gabriel. He's going to say, blow the trumpet. He's going to look at his son. And I believe Jesus right now, you know, he's sitting at the right hand of the throne. I mean, he's always had the whole seat, but I believe all he's using of it's the front six inches right now. You with me? I don't believe he's using the whole seat right now. And when they take the bite out of the apple of his eyes, that eastern sky is going to split. And the church will be raptured out. I down there at the log store the other day, just trying to witness and win somebody to Jesus. They drink coffee and try to remember somebody's name there. Good place to win somebody to Jesus. They're trying to remember somebody's name. Says it Jesus? We got they got to talking about Israel. They got to talking about Friday the thirteenth. And they got to talking about these evil days. Check out Halloween. 
All Saints Day. Boy, we let the world twist them, don't we? Ought to be celebrating the saints of God instead of dressing up like goobs and goblins or gobblers and gooblers. Huh? He said, yeah, somebody said the rapture's fixing to happen. He looked at the other little crowd there and he said, that ain't even the Bible. And he's right. But there's two words that are in there. In other words, the church will be caught up. It comes from the Greek word raptura, where we get our word rapture. The word caught up's in there. So if you want to call it rapture, call it rapture because you'd be speaking Greek. And if you just want to say when he takes the bite, somebody takes the bite out of the apple of God's eyes, we're going to be caught up. I don't care what you caught it. I'm just having a blast waiting for it. Amen. So look here. Are you really having a blast or did you just take a selfie and lie last week? Well, I'm going to tell you what. One Tuesday morning in an old Mack truck, I met Jesus. And what a difference He's made in my life. And before I met Jesus, let me tell you something. If you knew me and you hung around me, you knew this about me. We're going to have a blast. But if you know me since then, you know this. You stick around me. We're going to have a blast. But the difference is we're having a blast for Jesus. Amen. So, Friday, Ronnie Brown's funeral. Last Sunday, I... Listen to Kenny Evans. And everybody kept saying, aren't you preaching it, Lowry? I said, I am. I said, they don't start till 1030. So at 1005, somebody said, it's longer than 25 minutes to Lowry. I said, it's not if you leave at 1005. 25 minutes, whatever time you leave, you just adjust the speed of when you need to get there. Somebody asked me one time, how far is it from Telequa to Pryor? I said, that all depends on when I leave Telequa. Asked me a crazy question like that. I got there and I preached. I was headed to the hospital to pray for Calvin Barnes and Dustin O'Kelly, who had been in a terrible car wreck. By the grace of God, they're still alive. But on the way over there, I'd forgot about a dear friend of mine by the name of Harold Ritter. And you don't have many funerals on Sunday, but on the way to the hospital, I realized, man, got a sovereign God. I forgot about that funeral, so I'm going to make these hospital visits and come back by the funeral. It's at 4 o'clock. But no more than I got past Cowboy Gathering where the funeral would be, I got a phone call from Moose Brown. That's Ronnie's son. He was crying. He said, just wondering if you could come by and pray with us. We're fixing to unhook Dad from a life support. I said, yes, I can. Two hospital visits, a third hospital visit, prayed with the family. And when I left there headed to that funeral, I was looking at the clock and thinking, man, am I ever going to make it back to Lowry Free Will Baptist Church to preach and the coffee and cookies exciting southeast? God help me, i got a lot to do today. Listen to me. 
when I left there, I knew Ronnie Brown was going to be gone. And I knew sometime this week, Dave, I'd stand behind his casket. And I don't know how many people know Ronnie Brown within the sound of my voice. But here's what I knew at that funeral. I was going to be in the midst of a very, very motley crew. And here's what I knew about Ronnie Brown. There is no telling how many people that man has helped when they was down and out and done. And I knew a whole bunch of them people was going to be in that funeral that he helped. And there wasn't nobody a clue had nobody had a clue of how many people Ronnie Brown had helped. But as I left there, Dave, I, I got to thinking, oh, Ronnie Brown just ain't on the up and up either. He pulled some pretty lawless and crooked deeds. Don't show that expression like that, Gina. You staying with me? And I knew there was going to be people in there that knew some of those terrible things Ronnie Brown had done. And I couldn't wait to get to that funeral. And I couldn't wait to look at that crowd and say to them, how many of you in here know that Ronnie Brown's helped a lot of people? Would you raise your hand? And maybe you're a recipient of his help. Dave, you're there. Maybe 100% of the hands. He helped some people. I said, now I'm going to do a flip side of that. How many of you in this funeral realize that Ronnie Brown wasn't always on the up and up and he might have broke the law somewhat? A whole bunch of hands went up. The reason I couldn't wait to get to that funeral because here's what I wanted to share with them. Ronnie Brown could not, nor can you, nor can I, help enough people to get into heaven. Because it's not by works of righteousness which we do. I said, I just want you guys to realize that. But I said, you ready for the flip side? Ronnie Brown can't do enough bad to not go to heaven. Now, it got a little more quiet in here. Do I need to remind you folks that the chief of sinners has done been saved? rest of us are just little Indians. You can't do enough bad to not go to heaven. And I got to share with that funeral crowd on July 11th, 2022. God sent me fishing, not for fish, for men. And after about two hours sitting in his house, with the help of the Lord, I finally got to dock him, finally got him to the bank. After many of your prayers and many of people witnessing to him, I just had the privilege of getting to really men. Amen. And he's in heaven today. Not because he helped a lot of people. Because you can't help enough people to get to heaven. He's in heaven today. Even though he done all those bad things, July 11th, Jesus put him under the blood. Forgive him for it. Right before that funeral, I watched that video. Because I done a riding with Rob. 
And I asked Ronnie Brown after we'd done that video and he prayed that prayer. I said, Ronnie, how you feel? <laughs> he said, I feel pretty good. Man, how good did it feel the day you got saved? But then I got to thinking about October 8th when they unplugged that machine. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. It felt good the day he got saved. But since October 8th, let me tell you what Ronnie Brown's done. He's having a blast in a place called heaven. Not because he helped a bunch of people. But because of Jesus that for, could forgive him for every bad thing that he ever done. If you're here today and you're not having a blast, it may just need to be that you get saved. You can feel good when you leave here. You can have a blast in the Lord. But when your life ends here, you can have a blast forever in heaven. Amen. Did you see on the news two girls, 15 years old, a few weeks ago was killed on four-wheelers at Drumright? In case you didn't see it, it was true. Marty called one day and he said, I'll be preaching one of those girls' funeral. He said, and I don't know much about them. He said, pray for me. I said, I will. Because of him filling in for me and me filling in for him and all the funerals this week and going on, I called him Thursday. And I said, I guess you met the family. Yep, just got done with the funeral. He said, listen to this. And I said, I'm all ears. He said, that little 15-year-old girl died three weeks to the day after she gave her life to Jesus. Listen to me. She gave her life to Jesus at the Roundup for Jesus rodeo in Cushing. I want you to look up here and I want you to listen. We do a lot of outreaches, and one of them's a Roundup for Jesus Rodeo. And sometimes we get tired, and sometimes we get weary. When Marty told me that, I was reminded of Galatians chapter 6. Do not grow weary while doing good. Don't lose heart, because in due season you'll reap. Folks, let's just keep having a blast in the name of Jesus. And we never know when one of our outreaches is going to reach a soul that's soon to be leaving planet Earth. And it may just be because our excitement and our fervor and our zeal from the Lord reaches them. Look up here. If you're here today and you're lost, you don't know when your time clock's going off. If you're here today and you're lost, you can't understand us having a blast. Well, if you'll come up here and let us introduce you to King Jesus, you can have the blast of a lifetime, a blast that will last. Amen. Let's all stand. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Church. Maybe you've not been having quite the blast you've been needing to have. And when you think about the cost part and the cancel part, 
And when you think about the cup part and the continual part of your salvation, maybe that's enough to send you to these altars and thank the Lord for your salvation. When you think about the scriptures and all the clues that Jesus gives us to this complicated thing called life, and you've lost your fervor that you once had for the scriptures, maybe you'll use these altars today. And that digging into the scriptures will again become a blast like it once was. Maybe you've took your hands off the plow and you've taken your nose off the grind and You've grown weary. Well, listen, it may be time that you start serving the Lord again. It's not that you got to, it's that you get to. When's the last time you ask a sovereign God for something that only He can do? When's the last time you want a soul? He's going to come soon. Are you going to be glad to meet Him or ashamed to meet Him? Man, I want to work. I want to serve. I want to be a difference maker. Because he's coming and he's coming quick. Church, altars are open. If you're here today and you're lost and you need to be saved, I'll meet you right here in front of this pulpit to show you from the Word of God how to be saved. Father, have your way in the hearts of every person here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you come? Alone in my sorrow and dead in my sin. Lost without hope with no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in When death was rested and my life began Oh, your grace so free washes over me You have made me new, now life begins with you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new, now life begins with you. Our Savior displayed on a criminal's cross And darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost But then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand That's when death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new, 
begins in you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. Now life begins with you. God is good. And I'm just telling you, you may be seated for just a moment. I hope we have some baptisms next week, Misty. I, I hope we can get to do that. She's nodding her head yes. And I thought of Daniel. I tried to call him this morning, Nick. We got to 